1: deadbeat dad does that because once again remember she says everybody thinks you're such a great father so there's a perception that this dude is a great dude <laughs> like everybody else says you're <laughs> such a great dad but I know the truth do you know what a great father looks like obviously not because it seems like you made bad decisions before and they made bad decisions getting with you too so I'm not just making them her the bad guy but do better What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co host Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell what's what's on your minds.
2: First off, I know I'm late. We talked about Stranger Things years and years and years ago, uh, but season four dropped and I'm finally catching up. And I just forgot how dope Stranger Things is. It is like super dope. So if you haven't gone out and watched Stranger Things, go out there, man. It is like super nostalgia when it comes to like the 80s and everything else from the fashion, hanging out at the skating rink. I mean, the, the, they talk about new Coke. I mean, just, so it's just like so much nostalgia for us in there. And like Haley loves it too, when it comes to it. So, you know, the whole family can sit and watch it. Uh, My kids even watched a little bit of it. Got a lot of cursing in it. So just, know that if you're gonna have your kids watching it but uh it's super dope man so really wanted to just bring that up and make sure everybody knows how awesome it is and finally um once again got another gunshot victim Jalen Walker in Akron Ohio police shot him 60 times while he was running away I know there's some contention over the whole whether he shot at the police or not. And all of that, um, come to find out he didn't have a gun on him. So they're saying it, they thought he shot at them or shot, they shot it. He shot at them when he was in the car, but it, it comes down to, man, it's still tiring to think about to, to hear every other day. Uh, we had a shooting at a pride parade as well. Six people died from that. I I was hearing the whole what side of the political spectrum he was on and whether he was Antifa or not. My whole thing on it is that I don't care which side of the political spectrum he's on because ultimately it still comes down to the guns are the problem. I mean, we can talk all day long about you know, whether he was Antifa and supported this people or he was, you know, a, a gun rights advocate and conservative and, and whatever. But when it comes down to it, we still need to figure out to do something about this, man. Cause I'm just tired. I'm tired of it in general. I had to get that off my chest so then I can actually have some fun uh in this episode. So that's all I got, man.
3: Good stuff. Um I just want to give a shout out to um uh, Miss Erica Barrett. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. She attended the high school we did, Lafleur, and she's doing she's doing big things. She she has the restaurant in Mobile. I think she's opened a one in Atlanta and Birmingham. Uh, so cool. Uh, we actually were going to try to record there live, so I hope we're able to do that uh, eventually one day. But she's opening up a another uh, a pizza joint called Doughboy in in Birmingham. So it's just been from afar watching her grow her business. I remember when she opened that first Soku cool in Mobile and now it's expanded to what it has. I know she couldn't be happier. I'm sure it's a lot of hard work. I've always heard the restaurant industry is like one of the toughest to succeed. Like the failure rate is, is, is vast. So uh, congratulations to her. Continue to do your thing and hope we're able to do something, uh, some type of collab with your restaurant, whether it's recording there, or whatever uh, the case may be. So uh, congratulations to you. And other than that, man, just want to tell the listeners on Inspire You on our podcast, you know, follow us on Facebook, Three Brothers No Sense, Instagram, same name, Twitter, at Brother Sense. I'm telling you, we have some of the best followers on social media. Like there are times, I know people always type LOL in a text message or on a post. There are times I'm like literally laughing out loud not just typing it, like some of the responses and comments on our posts be dope as hell man so if you're not following us you're missing out so check us out three brothers no sense on social media
1: Definitely brothers uh yeah I, our listeners are dope actually our followers are dope too it's just they keep me rolling um it gets me through the day just to see I try to wait and let the comments build before I go in there and uh poke the bear but uh, it, it keeps me rolling. So, on another note, I want to I want to piggyback Stranger Things. Stranger Things is dope. I don't know if you're caught up, Rizi. I get more frustrated hearing the political sparring that goes with the whole mass shootings than the the shootings themselves. At this point, um, Soku is awesome. Keep it up, Erica. We we haven't made it on you haven't we haven't done anything with you yet, but we do give you our money, so keep it up. And have you guys heard about the new movie with Viola Davis coming out, The Woman King?
3: Yes, yep.
1: Dude, it looks uh, super dope. I'm excited. It's something different, you know. It's about the female warriors. I want to. How do you pronounce it? Dahomey. Dahomey but the it looks like it's a great movie I hope they do it justice yeah the homie in Amazon so I'm excited about it comes out September 16th I'm gonna get my ticket as soon as possible so I can be there not front and center middle and center nobody goes into the front row of the movie theater but outside of that Rosie oh Sophie's on
2: Vacation, yeah, yeah. So, y'all got me, but uh, I just real quick, what's the difference between a good burger and a shooting star?
1: Um, got it, we got nothing.
2: Uh, uh a burger might be meaty, but you know, the others a little meatier. <sighs>
1: <laughs> you know what? <sighs> and I actually was like, <laughs> man, there's a lot of anticipation. This one might be good. I was actually. I thought this one was going to be good, Rosy.
2: You thought, man, that was good. Meteor, meteor, you get it, meteor. So anyway, let's go, man. What we got?
3: As always, we do get it. We get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you continue to ask that question. It's not. Have you realized it's not if we get it or not. It's just we get it. That's the problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, we had a great episode last week. I had a lot of fun. Had Fred Maxi on the the show, and the conversation got so good that I think that's the first time we've only gotten through one subject. Is that correct?
2: Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think so so.
1: I mean, it, it was well worth it. I mean, it was a conversation that needed to be had, and I think it was a great example of separating uh, whether we agree with Fred or not is accepting uh, separating your moral or emotional ties to things to the legal system and how things really work so we need to do more of that educate ourselves on the facts and understand what next steps are outside of just you know being emotional or morally high and uh, leaving at that so but with that being said, we only got through one question for you guys, but we did have a second question. So Rosie, you wanna go ahead and cue that one up or you just want to jump back into it?
2: Uh yeah, we can just jump back up into it. I, I think um you'll cue it up at the beginning of the segment. So yeah, let's jump in it. I will I wanna go I wanna try one more.
1: I think this might be quick. I mean we got to talk about the viral video really fast. Oh my that God. is we gotta go there because it's just it, it it's amazing how and I don't even know everybody's opinion here but um when you see it you're like oh yeah Go not explain People the video go after her quick. have you seen the video for it the one with the young lady in the McDonald's okay yeah go ahead and explain cool. it for us buff
3: oh we, you're well, storyteller. oh well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, basically a woman of four, one of her baby daddies, uh, brought his kid, just his kid, McDonald's. And if you go by her narration, um, he's been doing it like for a week now. And so this was the day she took her stand, pulled out her phone and I guess put him on blast and said, you can't bring food for just one. If you're not going to bring enough food for everybody, they don't bring none at all and she has released another video, which is how, which just makes me further know that she's a clown because now she's just trying to, you know, become a, a star or whatever. But she made a second video where she doubled down on it and and she just pretty much says, hey, either bring enough for all or, or, or none at all. And that's petty to just bring food for just one kid. All
1: righty. So strong was,
3: opinions on this one this one has I
1: mean are you surprised how strong some of the, the opposing I, opinions were I, I, I kinda
3: I, I shouldn't be but I am like that, okay. like no no you, you're making that face but like there are people I've seen some posts where people have said unfriend me if you think it's okay not to bring all the kids food like
1: <laughs> done so what do you guys stand on this
2: so as a dad who has had to do that, like to it been in that situation, right? Like I've, I've had to go when I'm picking up Haley or I'm bringing Haley food, Addie's there. Am I going to drop food off for both kids? Like I've been in that situation. Um, and so what I will say is it depends on how often I'm bringing food. If I'm bringing food one-offs, I probably would say, Hey, I'm going to bring Addie some too if, because because I was in a situation where I only saw Haley once a month anyway. So, you know, I'm coming down for the weekend. I'm stopping by. I'm going to drop off some food or whatever. Um, I'm probably going to bring food enough for Addie to eat. But if it's something where I'm coming to get Haley, then I'm coming to get Haley. I ain't coming to get Haley and Addie, you know, and we're going to go somewhere because I'm trying to spend time with my daughter. But if I'm dropping off food every day for a week, I ain't got it like that to feed four kids. I ain't got it to where I'm bringing enough food for four kids every day. It's not my responsibility. It's not my role. Um, I'm making sure my child eats, and that's all that I can do. If you have a problem with it, and I get, I get her point. I have a. She has a problem with her kids. One of them eating McDonald's and the other one's not. Fine. Hey, I'm gonna send my. I'm gonna send your son out. Y'all, y'all eat in the car or something like that. You take him around the block. You hang out with him for an hour on your lunch break. Take him to go get something to eat and then bring him back. But So I get where she's coming from, but it's she just a She wouldn't let pad. him do that though. But yeah, she wouldn't let him do that either. She wouldn't let him take him. She wouldn't let him take the child. Uh, and then she wouldn't let him bring the food for his son to make sure his son can eat. Because her stamps don't come in until the 11th. So... I think that's uh, what they, they came in. Uh, so it she- was
1: a seventh at first, but then it was 11th. <laughs> i I'm just throwing
2: it up. So you Which know, probably it, it's I'm 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 100 on his side. He needs to feed his kid and make sure his son eats. I, I he can't worry about those other kids.
3: Well, Raza, you trash for letting the other kids uh, starve, according to some women and, and ladies. See, you see what Razio just said. So be careful who you pr- procreate with. <laughs> now, those are the kind of texts that I have. <laughs> Who's next? Let the guests go. You got it, Fred.
0: Yeah, me personally. I uh, Same as Rosie, My uh, little girl, my oldest little girl's mom, she has another son. And I didn't see her as often. I live in Texas. They live in Louisiana. And the same thing. If I was going to see her and he wanted something, I'm going to bring it. And I'm just that guy anyway. I'll feed the village if I can. I'll feed anybody. But is he wrong? Of course not. And like I say, my little girl's mom had one more son. This chick said she had three more kids or something like that.
3: Yeah. So yeah.
0: if I buy my son McDonald's, I'm probably going to get you a pack of ramen noodles or something. And you're going to have to uh, feed these kids four packs of ramen noodles or something. I'm not buying Sixty dollars worth of McDonald's every day to feed four kids. I get Air you some ramen noodles to make sure they don't go hungry, though.
2: Yeah, everyday friend. Yeah, at that point, I mean, I would, I maybe would have spent fifty dollars <laughs> and went and got, you know, went and got grocery shopping for the week and be like, boom, here's groceries for the week so that you can feed the rest of the kids. But uh, my son won McDonald's. I'm gonna bring him some McDonald's. I don't know.
3: Buff. The biggest issue I have, the biggest issue I have with this video was one, all of the people making these complete personality narratives about this brother off of a four-minute video that's one-sided and posted by a person that has an agenda. Black people especially have been in way too many situations with law enforcement, just everyday life to where we should know better than to jump to conclusions. She uh, She had an agenda. She said it, you know, as he was pulling up. Uh, so all we have is her word to go by for all we know because people were like turning into so he just let the other kids starve she might got a refrigerator full of food and just ain't feel like cooking you know what I mean like for all we know his son could have just made the team made straight A's he wanted to treat him we don't know his financial situation like all four of us I feel like we're in a position to where yeah we probably could bring enough food for everybody he may not have it like that gas is $5 a gallon now so I just feel like she's a clown because if you're gonna put anybody on blast, put the other three baby daddies that ain't doing anything for the kids. So you go the one baby daddy that is doing something because you notice for as much talking as she did and as loud as she was, the one time she got quiet is when he asked what the other baby daddy said. <laughs> she had no response Well, those are
1: his, her response yeah, she, was she, she, those she, are his She got siblings. remarkably
3: quiet. <laughs> and I, I get it. Those, those are, What's up? The one thing she said that described
0: it all. She told him at some point in that video, "You knew who I was when you had a baby." With me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he, like, no, I didn't. Like, Yo! <laughs> I didn't know that I was gonna be feeding the rest <laughs> of your kids. I, I don't know. I don't know any time that's come up in a conversation. <laughs> but um, to,
3: to sum it up, to sum it up, the reason I call her a clown is because everybody's saying it's wrong for one kid to be eating this McDonald's in front of the other kid. The man offered, he said in the video, okay, bring my son out here. That's no different. So they have different baby daddies. So you're telling me when he comes to pick up his son for the weekend, if they have that arrangement, does he have to take all four kids? I mean, because his son going to be eating McDonald's while they not then. So it's kind of the same scenario. Let the son eat the McDonald's away from the other kids. They don't have to see it, because I know how kids can be with the tongue and stuff like that. They don't have to see it, but she didn't even want him to do that. So she just wanted to go viral, which she has. And I just think she's a clown, but I don't I don't condemn anyone that agrees with her. I'm, I'm trying not to do that when people have a difference of opinion. I just think he wasn't obligated, but if he had it, it definitely would have been a nice gesture to bring enough for all the kids, but he's not obligated.
1: There's a lot to unpack here. First of all, and I put this on a post earlier, is we have to realize that people have different parental priorities as parents as much as i love your kids whatever my priority is to my child as a father her priority are to her four kids you see where those don't align align you can't make my priorities your priorities, I could understand I'm going to try to understand what a mother might feel like to watch one of her kids eat and not the other four. But I also would think that a mother who's worried about her kids eating will try to come up with a, a viable solution to that rather than attacking what it seems like her only chance to get some assistance. She was more focused on exposing this guy because he didn't meet her needs or her priorities, one of his priorities. And that's the problem. I've been in a situation where if you can't do it, I'm not going to let one kid suffer. I get it. But there are so many different ways she could have played this. And I expect three more videos or two more videos, however many baby daddies, there should be a video for every baby daddy. Or this video should have been different and she should have showed this to the other baby daddies and like, this is my expectation of you. Charles, you got Monday. Buff, you got Tuesday. Fred, you got Wednesday. Razi, you got Thursday. Can you help me get to the eleven? Razi said he's going to bring food for the kids on Tuesday. Or if y'all all just give me $20, I'll make sure they eat into the... None of that. It was your trash. Here's my expectation. Because... We know her expectation because like Fred said, she said it when you got with me, you knew I was trash. That's all she said. I get where a lot of people are coming from because they came in those households where, you know, people have to make ends meet. But that's not his obligation. You don't know how many more. He might have had three more bags of McDonald's in that car because he might be future junior. He might be making more stops. You don't know what's going on in his life, but what we do know is his kid needed to eat and he was feeding his kid. And based off their interaction, I'm not just about to give in to you because your kids didn't eat. Once again, priorities, feed my child, check. He did his part. Feed your four kids, X. She dropped the ball. (laughs) It's just that simple The fact that we are calling him Trash And I don't want to get into like black men You know we need to stop coming down on black men But it's like we get on black men For not being there This man literally showed up Like literally showed up You know and she expected him to show up Because she she made a video Because like he's on his way It wasn't a surprise (laughs) He did everything you asked black men to do You asked us to show up
0: He showed up
1: he was dependable, but he didn't meet the standards that you wanted. I get it in a perfect world. We don't want any kid to feel left out. We don't want any kid to feel different. I can imagine the pain as a mother or whoever, and you're trying to make your kids feel wanted and welcoming. That's not the way to go about doing it you can have your opinion that he should have fed the other kids or he should be willing to help. And we don't even know if he's willing to help. I can tell you somebody who wants to help the world. If she would have came at me like that? Screw her. Screw the other three kids. Your mama just, your mama made you miss your bless blessing. It happens. Let's call it what it is. Um, I see that so many times when it comes to parent parenting or co-parenting or single parenting is one one parent has an idea of how things should go and if it doesn't go your way then you're trash. I guarantee she would would in a, a house and talk noise about the daddy in front of the child because she made a video on it. Like that's the things like respect your father. There's nothing positive about that video. Nothing. Where are the other baby daddies? Like you said, when he brought those up, because I'm looking at him, I was just as confused as he was. Like, are we really having this conversation? Are you really videoing me, trying to expose me for bringing food to my kid? This is a bad thing? Like, I got to be on candid camp. This has to be a joke. Where is everybody else? You want to dismiss them because I'm the only one here. I don't know what the other baby daddies are doing. But I know what this one did. He brought kids food for his kid. She has to come up with a better solution. She has to come up with better people skills. If she knows her situation and she needs assistance. You get more flies with honey. Like that's not how you do it. Like she can get she can get in the house and talk all the way she wants to about him. I don't know. Even if she would have said if she would have told him that yesterday, the day before that's not this could be the fifth day in a row she's like can you bring food for the other kids and he said no let's say that was a situation still not his obligation would it be a nice gesture yeah we all can agree that would be a nice gesture that's not his obligation I'm I'm done
3: (laughs) she's trash it's too many women it's too many women that commented on that post who have had dudes that just bring them food only and not the kids they ain't have no problem eating that fried shrimp in front of them kids <laughs> or them crab legs. But now they want to get on there and argue about the kids not man, shut up.
1: The fam don't get cheddar biscuits. Fam ain't going to red lobster. I hit you know, uh it, it was just sad to me. I was just like It's I can't almost like this our pro thing. choice
3: uh conversation though. Like he has to he has the right to make that decision. Like, yeah, it, it would have been good if he brought enough for all the kids. And, you know, like I said Depending on my relationship with her and, and everything that's going on and I have the money to do it, I'll do it. He ain't obligated he Obligated mm-hmm. to that one kid. 100%. And if
1: he goes back tomorrow and does it, is it out of the goodness of his heart? Is it because he got bullied into making sure his child ate? Like, think oh, it about it. He definitely
3: be bullied. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, I can't, my kid can't eat. And so I got to feed everybody else that she obviously has not had this conversation with before, or they're not doing whatever. Her expectations are—they're messed up. So,
3: an entitled uh, beggar. How you gonna be? How you gonna be begging and entitled at the same time? That's wow.
2: And your and your lashes trash.
3: <laughs> That's the second video.
1: And so, if he doesn't show up tomorrow, I I wonder what he did the next day. Yeah.
2: And, and that a lot a lot of times you'll see you know when women are like oh the guys aren't there it's very easy to push a guy away where he just stops coming around
1: yeah
2: i mean and, it, and it. i'm i'm not I'm not excusing that I'm not saying it, it it's what should happen but a lot of times guys guys, guys just don't want to deal with it's like i I don't want to deal with her. So, I'm not going to come around. I'll see you when I can't see you type thing, but I'm not going to be dealing with this every time I come around and argue and all that.
1: Yeah, we want to put this perfect world thing on.
0: Why would you buy food and bring it back over there when she threw it on the ground? So, if you're going to spend $10 tomorrow, if you're not going to buy food for all four kids, you know she's not going to give it to your son. So, why buy it and take it over there tomorrow so she could throw it on the ground and turn the camera on again? Mm -hmm. So...
1: You know I mean, and, and Riser, that's what I was thinking of. It's, it's so, it can be, it can be so one-sided and we want to go at these men for being deadbeat dads or whatever the case be. And I'm not making excuses. And the question is like, what would it take for me to walk away from a relationship with my wife and my kids? Because you're still a human. You deserve inner peace. And you can only take so much especially if you know you know this person is not going to change you know they're dogging you about the, uh, in front of the kids do you just keep you know taking the lashes just to say you did or save your inner peace and hope for a better day and growth or whatever the case may be and you're there whenever the child's ready now, I'm not saying every dad, dad, dad does that because once again remember she says everybody thinks you're such a great father so there's a perception that this dude is a great dude <laughs> Like, everybody else <laughs> says you're such a great dad. But I know the truth. Do you know what a great father looks like? Obviously not, because it seems like you made bad decisions before. And they made bad decisions again with you, too. So I'm not just making them her the bad guy, but do better. All right. Like I said, that was a fun, fun conversation. Um, and since we're still, I'm still recovering from that joke earlier, Rozzy. Uh, I think we're all recovering from that whole that whole story. That rumors are that was fake. Are you guys hearing the same thing, or that was staged? I guess.
3: It, yeah, it was a skit.
2: Yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it sparked a lot of conversation, though. I'm I'm seeing that more and more. Like, uh, I think you posted something on Facebook, Byron. That um, you know, it was a text message thread or whatever, and people are mm-hmm. starting to see say that people are doing that where they're texting like their friends so that they can screenshot it, so then it can cause all of this controversy. Mm-hmm. Um but the one the one you posted was about like gold dig digging chicks. So I'm pretty sure that one actually <laughs> happened. I'm just yeah. gonna throw it out
1: there. <laughs> it's funny. Without I was reading some posters, like, well, we don't know any chicks like that. I'm like, it's 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 weird that Men don't know bad dudes and women don't know bad women.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I
1: don't hang around dudes like that. Mm. But every woman seems to end up with one. And same thing with women. You know, we all know the gold diggers. There's a whole song made by them. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, what else you guys got? Who wants Who wants to go?
3: Um, Well, this question kind of was asked. I guess you can kind of call it a uh, a listener's question. Um, but they brought up when when R. Kelly was first, not even just when he was first like put back in jail or whatever, someone mentioned, hey, do you think someone like Rick James, uh, with his behavior and things, would he survive in today's climate with the whole Me Too movement? And first I just wanna say, I think what Rick James did versus what R. Kelly did, like, you know, R. Kelly, that was, that, that was wrong before Me Too. You know what I mean? Like, Me Too is about correcting, you know, women that are of the age to consent, but they still are being taken advantage of and subjected to uh, everything in between from rape to just sexual harassment. Uh, So my question is, do you think Rick James, who was once uh he went to he served time for kidnapping a woman, making her his sex slave, uh assaulting another woman uh, who was a music ex- executive at the time. uh would someone like him going off of the stories Charlie Murphy even told about just licking women's faces in the crowd or being behind the ball and pulling the titties out? Would someone like that survive in today's me too climate or will we turn the other eye still? Because I think me too How famous has hit, are they I think me too has hit the movie industry and a lot of other, but it seems like it hasn't hit the music industry that hard. Like I know Russell Simmons had a little something going on, but i I, I don't know if it's hit the music industry that hard i I
2: think what ends up happening a lot of times and I, and unfortunately, it takes one person to come out mm. and and say that it happened. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see that pile on of the person, right? Like other people come out and say, yeah, that happened to me, that happened to me, that happened to me. Uh, And so that's what happens. I think a lot of times what happens is regular guys don't have access to do it that many times like that uh, or they don't have that perceived power to get to me, you know, to be able to be me too. You have to have some, uh, a a modicum of power for that me too movement to really care um, me, you, fur—we're not gonna get me too. We we don't have enough juice to get me too, right? Like, if if somebody did come out at us, it's not gonna make national news. So it's not gonna snowball. Um, we haven't had a chance to be in a position of power with that many people to be able to say we're making a big, huge difference. So, but I, so I I don't think that it's necessarily not happening today or or the in, in like the music industry or anything like that I really just think it's it's the span of how many people they were associated with um, that may have had I, I think what ends up happening is like with rappers and artists and in music and stuff like that I, I think there's that expectation that is there so it's not as much of like oh I didn't expect it or or you know he used that that his his stardom to get this for me it's almost like I wanted to give it to him so it's not like a me too type thing and so they're getting so much over there that they don't really have to worry about you know getting it from the the, the secretary or somebody in the office type thing um, so you think I it's think more it's more happening a, differently
3: do you think it's more of an un- understood exchange like women that want to be artists they know there's a good chance they may have to you know,
1: oh so you're talking about the artists not the fans
2: yeah, they're the artists. Yeah, and and I think that like Rick Ross said it right. You yes. want to be on my label? You basically you got to <laughs> sleep with me, like type thing. Um, I have a couple artists that you Call know that Black. they're like you know yeah they they're like I could have had a deal yesterday or you know uh, years ago if I had just slept with this person. Yeah. like so like you said, it's kind of understood. It's not necessarily me too because it's it, you didn't like just drop this on me. It's like look, here's what it is. If you want my services. They come with this. (laughs) uh, Wow! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow, buddy just said pick up on uh, one like wow, wow. Um, when you pose it that way, I think the music industry is a very unique beast because for one if we're talking about rappers and all like females I think there's a there's very limited female artists
2: in rap but you gotta think R&B and like yeah. Yeah, other genres that there's probably true, more true, female true, artists true, than, true. than male artists so so and, I, and that happens just as much in that I mean I I, I don't want to kind of just only look at rap because that yeah. happens in I think well, look, all of the different genres
1: well let me take a step back Rick James let's go back to the original question mm-hmm. Would Rick James survive? My initial answer wants to be no. But in the world we live in today, how everything is just so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the chick he kidnapped went live. This, you know, like you know, she started off, I got kidnapped only fans page. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a crave there's so many people craving attention and stardom that, you know, it's part of the, the culture, sadly, you know, I'm not saying, you know, so there's a chance that that could have been a thing. And maybe I'm not going to say she's going to go live and all this stuff, but it, it it's something. But at the same time, if it was an average young lady who went to a concert or whatever the case may be, and got kept, I don't know the details of how it happened, remember the details of how it happened. I don't think he would have, if that's his biggest offense, I don't think it would have necessarily got, he would have necessarily got me too, because there isn't this perception of music artists. It's once again, part of the culture. If you, you know, you take the biggest movie star, you take Bill Cosby and you don't think, you don't think that's what Bill Cosby would do. Because he plays a role, he does all this stuff, but R. Kelly was telling you who he was. You know, take even take the take the pedophilia out of it. It's he's a very s- sensual and sexual artist. So if you go to his his dressing room and R. Kelly's trying to uh smash, why are you surprised? Why are you surprised there's this whole legends about all these rock stars, rappers and all that's what goes on behind stage, not saying it's right. It's, you know, it'll be a lot of victim blaming. Why would you, why would you go to his dressing room? You know, if, if they went to a dressing room with a bunch of other Rick James case, I guarantee if, 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 he would have raped or somebody, somebody. Or there was probably ten other chicks in that dressing room with the band getting smutted out. You're the only one that wanted to say no. You're the only one that said, you know, why didn't you leave? Why, you know, we were victim blaming. I think, um, even though we would believe them, I think we would believe them. We just wouldn't. I think, I think that'll be a harder case to prove. We believe I- that they had sex and stuff like that, but maybe not the he raped you or sexually assaulted you or something like that because like dog he gets a million women why would he sexually assault you you know there was other 10 other chicks back there why do you think he sexually assaulted you um unfortunately yeah because it's hard yeah of-
2: and that, that that comes down to a lot of people not understanding that you can you can take away consent at any moment yeah. right she might have been down for it and yeah. then she was like you know what i ain't down for this or I was down for that, but I'm not down to yeah. do this with you. Yeah, And, you know, Tupac. boom. Yeah. And and boom, at that point, you have raped me, right? You've assault- sexually assaulted me because I told you I was down to do vaginal. I didn't want to do anal and you slipped in my butt. So at that point, that's sexual assault. Like little stuff like that, folks, like li- listeners, you, you got to understand that's how it's very easy to slip into pun intended you know a sexual assault case no can't
1: but you know I just I just think I don't know I feel like that's going to be because there's more out there I mean like you can't tell me all these rappers all these artists have not and maybe maybe they haven't maybe it's just that rampant is like "Mm, you can go like there's uh, tell the chick at the door to come in you can leave
2: yeah, that, yeah. I, I think that's and truthfully uh, to, going back to the initial question I think they would be fine today because I think they would they would just know the difference and they would know the limits of it right they wouldn't be wild and if, if they were 1970s and early 80s trying to do that exact same thing no they wouldn't make it they, oh. it, it just wouldn't happen I'm not um, giving them any more but,
1: credit than these guys I'm just saying I think it's if- the nanny soul. well, I'm
2: just saying yeah it, it, it's what I'm, I'm just saying is could they make it today I think it's they would they would be smarter about what they do like you say Ferg. Exactly. I, I feel like it's like oh you don't want to do this hit the door bring the next one bring the next one because that, that that's what a lot of new artists and that's why you don't hear as much about it now because they're they're smarter about it they're like oh you did not want to do it cool with me that's why Drake put hot sauce in the in the uh, condiment and tied it up. That's why Drake, like, at one point, they were talking about, like, Drake had to, like, record you saying it was cool. Like, it, it's like, they are protecting themselves and they're still smutting it out, like, whatever. He did the I, I, I really feel... the consent yeah. contract. <laughs> right, right. I'm they're, like, getting, getting to that point. <laughs> so, I, I think they would just be smarter about it. I don't think Rick James... In the, in the 70s and 80s would be trying to do what Rick James or today, do, trying to do what he did then, today. Because that would not work.
3: I, uh, I absolutely think he would survive Me Too. As a matter of fact, as I'm sitting here thinking, I can't think of one musical artist that's been Me Too. Not one. R. Kelly was not Me Too. He was arrested, tried, and convicted. Louis C.K., the comedian, was Me Too. Because he did things that he mm-hmm. wasn't arrested for, but he was canceled for a long period of time. Harvey Weinstein, before he got uh, arrested, he was kicked off his own board due to Me Too. R. Kelly, first off, we've been knowing about him since middle school. About uh, rumors and things that he was doing. And he still was stepping in the name of the love. He wasn't Me Too. Chris Brown beat up one of America's sweethearts. Now all I'm hearing is how flames his new album is. Um, Dr. Dre just performed at the Super Bowl and he is all but pretty much said yes as he's like came out with an apology and other kind of things that he abused Michelle A. And uh, even his ex-wife is throwing out some allegations of abuse or whatever. He just performed at the uh, the Super Bowl. I can't think of one musical artist that has not been, that has been Me Too. And I think it's because, Unlike the movie industry, if I'm not mistaken, there's kind of like a some type of union. When you're in a movie, like you're inside, in Screen Actors Guild or something like that, there's a union that can hold you accountable, and you know tell the studios to no longer hire you for work. Versus a musician, it's a lot of independence. Like even if the record label drops you, if you have enough fans, you know with social media and all these different streaming ways to stream out things if you're good enough, you still can get your music out there and if your fans rock with you. I, I saw people right now saying, you know, R. Kelly shouldn't be locked up and, and all this kind of stuff like that. Like, people still rock with him. So, yeah, I just Boosie, don't know. Boosie
2: came out and said it.
3: Yeah, so I don't know if Me Too, I think it's much harder for Me Too to ever affect the music industry because there's very little people to hold them accountable other than like a major record label that just doesn't want the bad publicity, but hell, if your numbers are good enough, they'll ride that wave too. <laughs> so it might not
1: be me too, but I guess it's more being canceled and it's hard for artists to be canceled unless you step out against the beehive. Unless you piss off the beehive, that's that's that that's about the only way. And was maybe Carrie it's a-
3: Hilson was she a victim of that? It seemed like ever since yes. Carrie Hilson said um, what did she say about Beyonce I don't know. She said something, and she hasn't had like a hit since. If I'm remembering and, that correctly, yeah.
1: And then it was, wasn't it like a, this somebody else, like Iggy Azalea, or somebody like that, or somebody that went against Beyonce? I don't know. But don't don't do that. That's not smart. But maybe there's a pr- if a, one precedent gets set, you know, like it takes just one artist to go down to open up that those because Me Too hasn't. Cosby was doing it for years. It was just like it was all these things going on for years. And then once the floodgates opened, once that precedent was set, it was like it it, it, it the, the movie industry, the television industry just started tumbling. You know, um, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, who is it? Giselle just got uh, sentenced as well, like Weinstein and all that that group. Mm-hmm. Um or Jeffrey Epstein or whatever his name was mm-hmm. his his mistress maid whatever madam whatever you, madam, yeah. Whatever yeah. you call yeah. her so she mm-hmm. just got 30 years too for he that had the, he
3: had the sex island right
2: Yeah yeah Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein that's it yeah
1: All right Risey, I have a question that kind of follows up on the question from earlier the conversation from earlier about um v. Wade and it's more so not necessarily about Roe v. Wade, it's the the expectations of corporations when it comes to public issues. Do you expect large corporations, even companies, your your particular company to make a statement regarding certain social issues? So Roe v. Wade When it's, you know, if there's a hate crime against the LGBTQ community, like, do you expect your company to come out to say something or do you expect companies as a whole to come out and say something?
3: Uh, Yes. Just like we said, everything is political when it comes to corporations and companies. There's always a dollar to be made. There's always a profit to be had. There's always um, shareholders to please. And if they feel like they can make a statement that's going to make them look good, we saw it a lot with Black Lives Matter, even though it was a lot of empty words at the end of the day, but it made them look good at the time. Um, I think corporations and companies will, will do that if they can get a little publicity from it, um, positivity from it.
1: So externally, an external statement. What about internally? Because, I mean, we spend more time at work than we do with our families. Sometimes, you know, for a lot of us, and so it's because I know there could be some unrest in our workforce. Do you expect your company to make statements within the the company?
3: Yes, for the same reasons. I mean, happy workers <laughs> are productive workers. Well,
1: they're gonna piss somebody off. Roe v. Wade. Yeah. What do you, what, what, Rise you go. Then I'm a I'm a I'm a hit up with the follow up question.
2: Yeah. So. Oh, that, I think HR. that there, there's two answers <laughs> to that, right? The, do I expect them to do it? No, I don't expect them to do it, uh, especially internally. I don't expect them to do it. When they do it, it's a, it's a happy surprise, like oh, oh, they made a statement. Um, but like Byron said, I for me and being in HR, it it, it rings hollow a lot of times, Uh and, and unfortunately, uh, from a lot of different, like the, the, especially the external ones. I don't really talk about internally for my company but like when i hear the ones externally they ring hollow i don't i don't think i i feel like they're just sound bites i feel like they're just doing it because the pressure's on they got to make a statement uh so they make a statement and because especially millennials that there's been all of this research on millennials want to work for companies that are politically active, that they feel like, um, align with their values and their morals. And so the companies have to make sure that they still look like they align with the morals and, 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 you know, of the, and, and of the employees. So, or potential employees. So they do that for that. And so I don't expect those. And truthfully, I'm almost to the point where I'd much rather them just not say anything and just do what. Whatever they're going to do to react. Uh, I know a lot of companies came out and they said like Roe v. Wade, they came out and said, we're expanding our travel assistance in our medical packages so that if you need to travel for whatever medical procedure you need, um, then it'll be covered by uh, your company up to a certain amount, yada, yada, yada. That's one way of them being able to do it. And so those are the things that I want to see those statements and all that crap. I don't even really care about what I want to see is what are you doing actionable to assist your employees or, you know the the community or uh, people in general, and so that was one thing that I, I did look at the companies that actually made that statement and the ones that didn't make, say anything, um, or, or no, offered no assistance for their employees. Um, so those are the ones that I really look for, and that's the stuff that I expect. Uh, or I want. But uh, again, I don't expect any of it because I, I know what corporate greed is. And if, if like Byron said, if they can't make a buck off of it, if it doesn't make them look good, if it's not going to change the narrative, if it's not enough people making an uproar about it, that it's going to move the needle one way or the other, they're not going to make one. And, and I know that.
1: So, I mean, you, you answer that perfectly because I've seen that. So with that statement you made how does that benefit the comp- company? Let's say uh, it's it's not BBVA. What what is it now? Um, uh, PNC. PNC. PNC is based out of what? Oh, it's not based out of
2: it's Pittsburgh.
1: Okay, so Pittsburgh is a pretty what conservative city.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: would you expect? When your headquarters is a conservative city, for them to make a statement like that, especially if you know it's an international company, they have employees in Texas. They have employees everywhere where some of these things are illegal. Do they or
3: I don't know if they're cause, uh I don't know if they're conservative. I think they're blue collar.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's mid, it's Midwest, uh, okay. and, and and so, but yeah, they maybe li- they may be a, a, more, a little bit more liberal. But I think, like I said, I go back to companies are going to make sure that they are doing the thing that most of America wants, because when you look at the, it, it all comes down to the what most of America or what most of um, you know their constituents or their uh, customers uh, align to. That's probably what they're gonna they're gonna uh, go with, right? And so they didn't make a statement about Black Lives Matter or anything like that until 70% or 80% of America started saying, Hey, we gotta do something about this, you know, and police violence and everything, mm-hmm. or violence against black people. So now they make statements, right? Uh LBGTQ, that was a huge thing. And when people started saying, Hey, we want those rights, and most of America started, that's when they started making statements about it.
3: Now, now
2: let me say most me... people actually didn't want to overturn Roe v. Wade.
3: Let me me add to my answer, too. um, It also depends on who's running the company, too. Like, there are some companies that'll go hard in the paint for what they believe in. We saw that with Chick-fil-A. You know, they they stood their ground on how they feel about uh, gay marriage. We saw that with Hobby Lobby a few years ago. So sometimes it depends on who's running the company and they, you know, will... Even if it's unpopular, they'll they'll say what they believe.
1: Okay, I agree. I was just saying because I don't think I've seen companies, my company included, included make that travel s- statement. And I don't know why it was a shocker to me. I was like, okay, that's cool. They're listening to what I, th- I feel like you like you guys said the average or the majority of the people feel. You know, because they could very easily once again save dollars by saying. You know, hey, whatever your state says, you know, we support states rights and yada, yada, yada and kind of or not said anything at all. And if you read it in the plan and in the benefit package, you you knew it was there. But they I think they, they went out of their way to make sure that we knew it was there and how to seek that assistance. But think Byron you hit on to hit on something when you spoke about Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A it's unless you're adamant and you have certain people who are just this is our beliefs and we're sticking to it no matter what the, the majority believes then it's easy to kind of be on the right side of history you know um, because if nobody says anything you just shut up shut the and just keep letting the powers that be, be. And if the majority is speaking, you come out and craft your words very carefully and you just go with, and say what they think is right. And there's a good chance that you think it's right as well, you know, because corporations are made of people. And it's not hard to say, you know what? I think them overture, overturning Roe v. Wade is bad. And therefore, let's support the people that think it's bad as well. So I think it's it's braver to go against the grain. <laughs> Is it
2: though to go against the I, it, grain? It, it, yeah, it's definitely braver to go against the grain. But I wanted to kind of I don't want to give them too many kudos for just doing the oh we're going to expand it because I don't know most cool. of the companies that I saw expand like that access and and the travel stuff they never made a political statement against Roe v Wade being overturned. That, so again, they're they're like you said that that carefully crafted message that I'm not going to touch anything in the political waters. I'm just saying I'm supporting my people to help them wherever they need help, but I'm not taking a stance one way or the other. So they still are towing yeah. the line, okay. and making sure that they don't actually take a stance on whether
3: it's you know so they the they is, agree or not.
1: Should they speak out? Because what that, what that, is their that voice? That
3: kind of is taking a stand, though. Because that, what that's, is their taking voice? A stand.
1: Because the thing about it is actually when you think about it financially would you rather uh, PNC make a stand against Black Lives Matter piss off uh, the majority of their customers who are All Lives Matter and now they're downsizing because they're losing money. They're not as profitable. But they did speak up for Black Lives Matter and RISE is proud of his company for taking a stand. It's you know, who matters is it when it comes to those views or those internal views, you know, them saying Black Lives Matter is great. Thanks. Oh, man. My my company put a, a Twitter post out there that says Black Lives Matter. Awesome. We go under. They don't do nothing for me. Now, if they're saying, hey, you they recognize black PTSD or whatever, and they they do something about it that's more beneficial to me than that that random stance uh so i don't know what 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 should we expect from companies
2: yeah i, I mean i and that's what i say i i agree it's it's good that they did those things it's good that they offered those benefits and everything expanded benefits did what they could but i don't want to give them the 100 percent good job guys Kudos. Um, when they didn't take a stance,
1: but I think it's the same reason we don't. We have to be careful in taking a public stance. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't talk negatively about my company on this podcast because I still want my job at the end of the day. So yeah. you know, that's the same thing. I mean, I understand what they're doing. I, I'm not knocking them for it. But again, it's like I can't. I can't 100 rock with them because they didn't take the stance.
1: But then, what are your expectations? Then, I mean, if if they did as much as they could within reason without jeopardizing themselves or your job, you know, we want to say defund the police. What, what, <laughs> what would give them, what would get you behind them? hundred percent. Like, do we have really, it goes from, do we expect anything to, if they do, what do we expect? Because it's, we always talk about it. What do we do? You know, how many of us speak out? You know, do we stand up in the board re- boardroom when we see an infraction or something like that happen? How do we? How much do we speak out? That whole the whole but the whole statement my company made a statement and it made me think about it. It's like, oh, this is cool. We were on the trip. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's interesting because I know some companies are going to avoid it by all means. They might tell the management to you know, if you have any questions about our program, get with HR but they're not going to come out and put that out publicly at least to the, even to the the staff. So.
2: Yep. I agree. I mean, and I'm, I'm again, going back to the whole, I I don't expect really anything out of them. Right. So when they do it, it's gravy. That's nice. I mean, and, and so, and and I have to look at it in totality, right. Because there's so many different issues out there. Like you said, I can't have my company going saying, speaking on every last issue that's out there every time something comes up. So you just got to take the wins where you can. Uh, and and so I, I think there is that continuum there. It's not a all or nothing. Uh, but I, I will say if they never did anything to support any of the things that really ma- mattered to me, I couldn't connect with the company and I probably wouldn't be able to stay there. Uh, same way with most millennials uh, and what we see from Gen Z is uh, they really want to co- connect with the company on their values and morals, uh, not just on you know, the the bottom line and whether I got a job or not.
1: So what all they have to speak on, I mean, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, I, I think that's different for every person. Right. I mean, some people, there are people who don't care anyway, so they don't have to speak on anything and they're still going to come and come to work. Okay. There's folks that's like, Hey, I, this is the one that they really, I really want them to make a statement on. I know. And those are the ones usually that they're big enough and large enough that the company probably is going to do it. Right. And then there's those uh, folks that's like, hey, they need to they need to speak on every last one of them um, that comes out. Uh, I want to every time there's a a black person shot by police, I need a statement from the co- uh, uh, company. If not, they don't really rock with black people. And I hate this company and I'm just riding the clock. So, you know, there there's there's going to be that continuum all the way around. And each person's going to be different. For me personally, I, I like where PNC is. Uh, I will say that. And so, you know, I, I rock with them. Um, they're, they're doing the right things. They're coming out when they need to come out, uh, and speak when they need it, when I feel like they need to speak. And I think that's another, another thing about me. I'm, I'm high enough up in the company that I can raise my hand and say, Hey, I think we need to make a statement on this and and it can get to the right ears. Right? Like I can't make the call. I can't be like, yo, we need to, but I, I'm, I, I am connected enough in the company that if I do feel like we haven't made done anything on this, why haven't we? I can go to what, what we call uh, EBRG, employee uh, business relationship groups. I can go to my EBRG and we it's almost like a mini union inside the company and we can actually raise that to you know executive management. So that's another thing people getting um, like groups like that, get into uh, like service organizations inside your, or your uh, companies to be able to have that voice inside your company. So then you can raise concerns when a concern comes up that you do feel like the company needs to address.
1: Works for me. All right, fellas, uh, have fun this episode. So, um, let's go ahead and close it on out.
2: All I got, man is, um, summertime is hard, for a lot of parents out there, one, one of two things, either the kids are always there. And so you're trying to kind of figure out what to do with them or like um, this week for me, it's been weird because my kids are gone and and, and I kind of miss them. So <laughs> um, they, they, and they're going to be gone for two weeks. So I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my hands. But uh, parents, enjoy this time with your kids, man. Class, school's going to start back in almost a month. So it, it's, it flies by. Enjoy the time with the kids, man. Go out, do something with them. Make those memories with them and uh, get ready for school because it's
3: coming. I just want to say that I'm a little disappointed in everybody that didn't tell me about this Tiny Desk series. I just discovered it last week. And every time I say this, the person I'm saying it to is like, oh, you didn't know about it? no mother bleeper did you ever mention it no none of you mentioned it on social media okay I know about verses I know about all these different concerts I know about what Lizzo wore never heard any of y'all mention Tiny Desk at all until the whole Usher clip came out and I'm like no
2: no no because I've shared Anthony Hamilton with you don't like him. I've shared T.I.'s with you.
3: No, T.I.'s is dope,
2: too, if you haven't watched his. I don't remember that. i shared his with you. No, you didn't.
3: (laughs) I need to see proof of that. Anyway, I have found some gems. It's it's very dope. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm late to the party on that. Um, so, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's a good, it's a good, good series. Uh, other than that, uh, we purposely did not, um, or maybe we did. Did y'all wish them a happy fourth last week? Well, Mm -mm. I didn't. Uh, and that was on purpose, America if you follow us on social media like I implored you guys to do earlier in the show you would have seen our post America didn't deserve a birthday this year sorry, no no presents, no cake, no ice cream, just go sit in your room and study because between the mass shootings and not being able to keep baby formula on the shelves and $5 gas what you celebrate? Sit down America, so um, Independence yeah yeah Uh, yeah um (laughs) i just felt like america needed to sit down (laughs) this year so um other than that another shout out to the inspire you audience thank you guys for listening to us every monday 10 p.m central time 11 eastern check us out download the app it's free also check us out on any podcast platform subscribe we love subscriptions we love them and um just thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate it.
1: I don't have a lot. Um, was had the pleasure of taking my family to SeaWorld this past week. Man, it's hot out there.
3: You ran into somebody too, right?
1: Actually, I r- randomly ran into Freddie. It was amazing. Uh, she sent Saniya after me. And I'm sitting here. <laughs> when she walked up, <laughs> I'm like... And she had this, this, the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, who the Mexican baby is this? <laughs> like, it looks like Sonia, but it can't be. Like, I'm just sitting there like, I love you, Freddie. But it just caught me off guard because I'm like, I kind of know this little kid. I feel like I know her." But somebody just sent their little Mexican baby over to say, hey, Ferg. And I just got nervous. And then I, look, I looked I up, like, where's your mom?" And I saw Freddie with the biggest smile on her face. So <laughs> that made my day. But uh, SeaWorld has come a long way since I last went, I think. I want to say we went when I was in AIT or something, right, right around that time. But it's come a long way. And nobody told me that Shamu ain't there no more. That was my, I don't know why I thought Shamu was still alive. I felt like Killer Whales lived for 40 50, 60 years, something like that. But Shamu's gone. I was a little disappointed. I felt old. Um, but I'm dealing with it, people. I'm dealing with it, I'm dealing with it. Um, that was something I just assumed that would always be there. You know, you just didn't,
2: didn't they get rid of the killer whales after like Free Willy or whatever?
1: A no, there's a documentary on
3: Netflix called I think Blackfish or something.
1: But there's plenty um, yeah. of uh, they still got whales, killer whales or orcas. You got. I, I don't think they like to be called killer whales anymore. I think that's not politi- oh. politically correct. don't um, <laughs> get canceled by PETA and the, the rest of them peoples. But uh, had a fu- had a blast. It was a good trip. So if you get a chance, take your family to SeaWorld. So
2: make those memories. Like I said, make, yeah, yeah. make
1: those memories. They had um, rides, games, all this stuff. So, but. Talk to you guys next week. I had a I had a blast. Three brothers no sense. You know what we do? Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.